Here we are once again. How do you structure a demo class? <laughs> Let's uh, jog the memory banks. Chinese classes. How are those going there, Steve? Finish this traffic documentary. Oh, well, everything is illegal. And if that can be the case, then how are we ever going to find aliens? <laughs> Wednesday, February 22nd, 2022. I'm Steven Sturski. Uh Oh, you know what I missed yesterday? Of all things, uh, it, I hope you guys are doing well. But yesterday was actually, uh, well, let me get this straight, Long Tai Toe? It was the dragon peeking its head out. So officially, it was sort of your uh, first, um, what would you call it? Day of spring. I got to remember what long tie toe. There we go. Uh, yeah, so it's long tie toe. Dragon raises its head. Uh, and this is the uh, beginning of spring officially. Like the, the warm weather's supposed to get warmer and everything, even though I, I did say it was warmer yesterday. Then, you know, I'm kind of out there today and going, it's not that warm. I mean, it's not cold, but not that warm just yet. But. There's been another development of all things. More runners outside. <laughs> so yesterday I was going on in a, I guess, a rather creepy fashion about how this other marathon lady, uh, marathon runner, she's outside running again. She was not outside this morning. But all of a sudden, these two other uh, ladies who used to run in the mornings last year, they are back out there again. And I guess it kind of figures because... Um, if yesterday was the official first day of spring, uh, then uh, according to the, the Chinese calendar, uh, then you know it's like then they've received the, the go ahead uh, to uh, be outside and run around or whatever it is. So yeah, there's two other ladies who I haven't seen running around, and I don't, you know, to be honest, I can't verify if they have been out earlier because, in full disclosure, I have. Only recently started leaving the apartment earlier than, uh, than like 7 o'clock, like 6.50 sort of thing. Throughout de uh, November, de uh, December, most of January, I wasn't outside until well after like 7. So it was like 7.15 or something. So you know, maybe they were out before then. I doubt it. <laughs> I very much doubt it. Could be though. Uh, but that being the case, uh, there are two more uh, ladies who uh, have started running outside as well. So, uh, and there's one guy who I've noticed in the last week, he's been running outside. Uh, and he, he actually looks as if he's the type of guy who would have been running outside in the dark anyway. Uh, but maybe that's why he was looking at me. He's like, you're new here. I'm like, I'm not new. You seem new. <laughs> no, I'm just getting out earlier. That's all. I'm trying to anyway, uh, cause it does, uh, make the whole, the day a whole lot better and a whole lot longer. If you get up earlier, you, you go for, uh, for your walk slash, uh, Chinese flashcard studies, you come back, you stretch out a little bit, then you start work. Uh, I mean, it's, things a little bit more, uh, relaxed that way I've, I've found, but anyway, so yeah, yesterday was, uh, long toe, tai toe, which is, uh, the dragon raising his head up, uh, and the, uh, sort of the official start of spring, I get the, uh, of, uh, um, yeah, basically the, the, the start of spring. Um, tomorrow, what says Dong Ba Jiu? And this is interesting. Dong Ba Jiu, like the account, the Chinese calendar goes by these sort of Dong Ba uh, Jiu. So it's like winter eight, nine. And these are, it's, I guess, 
all of the months or no well each yeah i guess every month is split up into nine day periods so this one it says uh each of the nine not each of the nine nine day periods beginning the day after the winter solstice I don't exactly know. I haven't really looked into this very much. All I know is that my uh, Xiaomi calendar that I have has all of these uh, weird markings, Chinese markings on it. Like on the 19th, it was uh, Yu Shui, and then after that is Er Yue, and then it's Long Tai Tou, and then today is uh, Chu San, and then Dong Pa Zhou is today, and tomorrow's uh, Chu Wu, I think. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I should actually look into this a little bit more, into uh, what all these things mean, because it's it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, China, the country, its people, has 5,000 years of history. They love to tell you about that. And one of the things that they don't tell you about is what all these strange markings are on on their calendars. But they do have records that go back quite a long time. So uh, it's, uh, it's kind of neat to see what they do, even though pretty much we all follow the solar calendar anyway. I mean, it's... which is... Probably a good idea to have everybody on the, the same page. Anyway, uh, just found out that uh, this lady I know, uh, a young lady, she's in her 20s, uh, who has quit her job, her previous job. She has now uh, gone back to her hometown and she's going to go interview for an English teaching job at a university. I'm like, yeah, you could do it. Her English is pretty good. Like she's pretty good, and she's a um, what would you say, a conversation, like a conversational person. You know, like a, a nice person. You know, not like many of us cranky ESL teacher. Speak for yourself, self, Stephen. Speak for yourself. I know. I gotcha. Uh, but uh, I think the, the one thing that she lacks is uh, the uh, the knowledge of how to be an English teacher. <laughs> and uh, like most jobs, I think you could probably figure it out pretty quickly, to tell you the truth. It's not that difficult. Um, gave her a bit of a warm-up. She has to, or sorry, a bit, a bit, of, a, a bit of direction there. Uh, basically, giving her the basics, she has to do a 15-minute trial class with, uh, like, the recruiters, like, so with the departments uh, and stuff like that. Apparently, there's, like, 20 other people applying for the job. Like, isn't that crazy? Um, maybe I should apply. No. <laughs> she was like, yeah, these are, these students, it's going to be about fashion because these, the, the students are in this fashion university or something, but it's not like fashion awesome fashion it's like they their gal cow score would be of a, of a certain level that that's the university that will take them and it was like oof. i mean you're not going to have discussions about um literature in that class it's going to be a lot about shopping to tell you the truth uh and probably how do i get an ielts six when you i'm an ielts three and you're going well we might have to start with opening the textbook first uh, I mean, did you do you have it today? <laughs> that sort of conversation. I'm not even kidding because that that when you there's a certain type of student that succeeds and there's other students who seem to like to build up a barrier between themselves and the knowledge with their textbooks rather than using the textbooks as a way through the barrier. Anyway, as I told her, enough of cynical old me because this is what I've become. It's it, you got to laugh sometimes because it does keep you sort of. Um, light and nimble, a little uh, um, able to work with the inevitable sort of blockages that you're going to encounter when you have a classroom full of students. And no doubt she's going to have, if she got the job, if she got the job, it's going to be like 30 or 40 students in one class. And we're talking that that's a lot of uh, kids, a lot of students in one class, especially if you're teaching them English 
And as a foreigner, typically you're sort of given charge of conversation classes. Imagine conducting a conversation class with 40 students. It's pandemonium. Uh, for the Chinese teachers, typically they would be they wouldn't do so much conversation classes, but they would do a lot of grammar and stuff like that. Uh, but I think that's sort of that's sort of a carryover from the Chinese system. So I was giving her this breakdown of how to do a 15 minute trial class, and just the thought of it was like, oh, I, I haven't done this in a very long time. So this is what I wrote down. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven steps here. So number one is the icebreaker. So that's like you put a little thing on the board or something. You go uh, put the letter T, and you go what what's uh, what what is the uh, what 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 does the letter T and uh, oh goodness, I'm gonna give away the answer anyway. The answer is uh, water because it's middle of. You, People are laughing. There, no doubt. The different. What's what's what do what does an island and the letter T have in common? Oh, they're both surrounded by water. There we go. That's what it is. So you let them sit around and think about that for like a minute or two minutes. They go, what, 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 what could it possibly be? And then you give them the answer. They're like, oh, that's so clever. That's so funny. And then that, then they forget about it anyway. Uh, but so there's there's your icebreaker. Then the next thing you're supposed to do is you notice the topic. So you go, I'm going to write a sentence on the board. What do you what do you see? And okay, I'll give you one minute to talk with your partner, talk about the sentence. What 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 do you see about the sentence? And so you, then they go ahead and mumble, and they're in Chinese here. Then you'd come back and uh, get some people to give some answers. Oh, yeah, well, it's a question. Oh, it has the word. It's a WH question. So what? Uh, it has a, a subject, has an object, blah, 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 you know, so that sort of thing. And then you go, okay, well, what sort of question is this? Blah, blah, blah. And by blah, 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 I mean you, you typically you have an, an aim of the, of the, uh, of the class, your, your target. And then from there, you sort of start eliciting this. There's an ESL word. You elicit the grammar structure on the board. If you're teaching grammar or if you're teaching uh, uh, verb tenses or something like that, right? So you get the students to discuss. Uh, then you give some more examples. Well, how else can we use this type of sentence? Can you give me more examples? What if we swapped out this word? What if we swapped out that word? Uh, what if we put a period there in, uh, instead? What what would happen to the sentence? And then you could also talk a little bit about intonation. How questions typically go up at the end of a at the end of the, the sentence at the end of the question, and sentences typically go down. They end on a period. So you can talk about a bit of uh, intonation, pronunciation, question types, um, statements, what words go together, which words don't, uh, and then you put them into pair work. Okay, come up with three different sentences. So this is the next step already. Come up with three different sentences using a question, a statement, and an exclamation point, being very excited about something. You review that. You go, okay, how did the uh, sentences change? What did you notice? Uh, what do you see about the grammar? What do you see about how we can construct these sentences? And so on. Then you review a little bit. After that, you might do a group activity. Say, like, okay, next thing I want you to do is create a short story, uh, two sentences each. You don't have to write all the sentences out, but I want you to have the idea, and we're going to practice uh, using our intonation, using the question uh, question marks, using the periods, and using the exclamation marks. And I told her that that would be a good 15-minute test, uh, a trial test that you could run with uh, the students. Now, she's not going to have students. It's going to be the... Uh, the department heads or whatever it is, the uh, the administration staff. So I don't know if you're going to get <laughs> much class participation, basically. Uh, so you'd have to be able to carry through uh, without, depending on the students 
doing the work for you, basically. So that's your your basic breakdown of your your typical introductory to ESL classroom. And from there, every ESL classroom is just a or ESL class is just a variation on that structure. And if you were to take something like the CELTA, they would teach you the pretty much the, the standard typical ESL, not even ESL language learning class structure and the CELTA especially the certificate for English language teaching of adults or two adults or four adults whatever it is emphasis uh, emphasizes getting students to speak the language uh, rather than uh, reading writing or translating which is what typically happens in a lot of Chinese classrooms so they read a text they would uh, they would read a text they might translate it they'd read the text out loud they'd practice their pronunciation with to a CD typically Make no mistake, there are a lot of people, and uh, I was kind of shocked, surprised actually, how many people have never traveled overseas or how many people have never lived in other countries or studied in other countries that can actually speak pretty good English. They'll say, oh, no, my English is terrible. And you're going, lady, typically, your English is better than my target language is after six years of studying it in the country. I mean... What? What's your secret? How often has it been as an English teacher? Have you sort of looked at someone whose English skills are so good? You're like, what's your secret to learning the language? Typically, there's one, uh, there's two. Well, one, I listen to Taylor Swift. Number two, I watch Friends endlessly. Well, okay, what's the what's the Chinese equivalent of Friends or Taylor Swift? J. Cho and what? <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't think I actually know who um, what J. Cho's songs are like. To tell you the truth, uh, he's a, a Taiwanese singer who's I'm not sure if he's popular in China but I think he was in the XDF textbook at some point uh kind of like Jack Ma was written down at one point too he's been sort of scratched because he's no longer in favor uh but uh, Jay Cho was uh XDF is the uh, the chain English teaching school run by a Chinese company here in mainland China and I'm sure that they put Jay Cho as one of the the uh, the characters to talk about basically one of the people uh, anyway so I hope the hope that helps her a little bit I pointed her out to a few websites that could help her but um, I mean if she's never taught anybody before um, it, it might be a, I'm not sure if it's one of those jobs where they would want someone's first time typically your first ESL experience if you got if she got it it'd be sort of lucky but typically your first ESL teaching gig is going to be for somebody someone like XDF or Wall Street English although I think they're shut down now um, it's going to be for a private institute somewhere where they kind of give you a textbook and then they can sort of uh, give you that freedom because it's not an academic institution it doesn't require as much scrutiny uh, and that why there, there's a little bit more freedom but you can also get some really wacky managers sometimes that uh, I've heard horror stories but luckily I've been pretty good with my managers uh, the people I've worked for have worked for and worked with over the years but um, I've you hear horror stories of some of these private companies and just whack jobs and functioning alcoholics that uh, uh, is is to is putting it nicely <laughs> Chinese classes Steve how are yours going okay so I did take a week off and I forgot that when you take a week off if you don't think about the language on a platform like italki you actually have to book your lessons ahead of time I, I didn't like i didn't have anything booked before so i go to book a bunch of lessons and they're all busy they're all full i'm like oh are you kidding me 
Who's learning Mandarin Chinese? Like, why? What are they doing? This one teacher, she has solid blocks of, like, unavailability. I'm like, and I'm wondering, is it just on italki that you're unavailable? Or is it, like, you you have another school class? I'm guessing she has another semester. Like, she works for a university or something. Or she has class. Like, she, I'm not sure if she's graduated from everything just yet. So, I don't know. But, uh, so, she's not available until next Tuesday. Um, I think I have some class this week. I can't remember. It was so sporadic that I was kind of like, wow, I, I, I want to keep my dates the same Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for Chinese, Friday, Saturday for another language. Uh, and then that way I can keep it in my mind scheduled that way sort of thing. Uh, so all that being said, though, I have been going through the textbook and flashcards every day uh, and uh, still writing as well for 10 to 15 minutes. Well, just keeping the practice of going through the, the characters, making sure that I can quickly write simple sentences with basic characters quickly. And then that way I can move on to using, because what's going to happen on the HSK test, like they did before, is that the first part, the first no, the second part of the writing test. So there's three parts of the writing uh, portion. Number one, where you have to rearrange the sentences. Number two, where they give you five characters and you have to write 80, 80 characters with it. And number three, where they give you a picture, two pictures, and you have to describe it in 80 to 100 words. Uh, so that's sort of the idea. So for those, again, I mean, with the five words, I want to be able to know what the words are, obviously, the Hanza, and then being able to create simple, grammatical, grammatically correct structures with uh, basic words that can then support the words I probably don't know, right? Or uh, that I need to use. Uh, and then the, the original creation, where you, you look at the picture, you want to know some basic things like you know, your, probably your colors, uh, your different shapes, uh, how to put something like, is it feng dao or uh, feng zai or something like that? So where you put something, where there's something resting on the table, how do you say that? Zai zuo zhe shang, right? Uh, so things like that, where you just want to make sure that you can get some easy points <laughs> sort of thing. I don't know how they actually score it, to tell you the truth. Uh, it's marked at a 10, so I'm not sure what constitutes as a mark or a, a mark off and how many errors you have to make, like what the error density is and something like that. That I've never been, no, no one's explained that to me. So I just kind of go for as good as I can, basically. Finish that traffic documentary. Oh my goodness. Everything is illegal. Your fish, it's illegal. Uh, the wood that you buy to renovate, illegal. Gold, illegal. Um, just about everything and anything has some mixture of illegalness to it. and It can't be traced. And uh, pretty much it's the mafia in the broadest sense of the word, the mafia. It's a gang that is doing it. And you're going... What? <laughs> like, it, it's almost to the point you kind of go, why do we have laws for? Like, why? Why, 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 why? I guess like, there's obviously reasons for this. I mean, to help local economy, help countries' economies protect themselves a little bit, and not just like for the, the big bad United States or Canada or other first world countries, um, the highly developed countries, I should say, not just first world, highly developed countries, but the developing countries that they can also sort of have a market to themselves, even though they often get pushed around by the developed countries. And I, I, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole at all. Anyway, the point being is that the amount this this documentary, fantastic watch. Again, not something you want to watch if you are looking to for a pick me up in the evening. 
it really does make you look around at the cell phone in your hand, the iPad that you might be using, the wood on your floor or the cloth that you have on your couch. You're kind of going, hmm, at least 20% of that is probably illegal <laughs> just because that's the market share. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, this la the, so the last episode was about f illegal fishing. And it also seemed that a lot of this illegal stuff was going off and like going around two places, uh, Brazil uh, or South America and West Africa. Basically, Th those are your two places where off the coast, there was just lots and lots and lots of illegal stuff, at least according to international conventions going on. I highly recommend you guys watch the, the, the series. Interesting to see it. Uh, Eye-opening does not make you happy. Uh, also kind of makes you wonder, well then, like, hmm, actually, one question that did pop up in my mind when I was watching this is because they, the, this documentary uses, uses a lot of drone shots. And it's fascinating. First of all, it's like, what, you guys were having drone shots of the mafia doing their illegal stuff? And they do. They actually have lots of footage, which is great. Uh, she's a fantastic reporter uh, that she's able to uh, get her way into uh, all these different places. But with these drone shots, so they show like ships uh, or trucks, like ships on the water, um, they show uh, trucks going through the Amazon, um, especially like at night. The, the thing is, what gets me of all this actually isn't so much on Earth. It's that, how could we ever spot an alien vehicle? Like, you think of uh, boats and trucks that are huge, huge things. But the farther you get away from them, the tinier they look. And then you put like a boat on a, on the ocean. Can you see that from the airplane? Maybe, maybe you can see the wake of it, sort of thing, and or glisten. You'll see like it sparkle a little bit differently than the ocean. Now imagine taking that off of the Earth and putting it even farther away. That is what is. There could be a thousand billion. Not maybe not a billion, but a thousand, ten thousand spaceships zipping around Earth, and we can't see them because either first of all they're too fast, second of all they're cloaked not by cloaking technology, but simply they're dark against space, <laughs> and number three that they're far away. Maybe we're not in a major shipping lane of all things. So this was actually what was going through my mind. I was, I was watching these uh, boats on the water and the trucks going through the the force and stuff like that. It's like how tiny we are oh my goodness like we think the world is so big then you zoom out of the amazon and you go well, that's not big i mean it's it's big it's, it's substantial land mass and you go, but, ah, is it that big again I'm, okay so if asteroids but are spaceships going to be as big as asteroids you know when they talk about icebergs breaking off from antarctica uh, the size of texas or florida you know or these asteroids that are zipping around that are size of texas and you're going yeah Anything smaller than that. I don't know how big spaceships are going to be. Like, Granted, Star Trek and Star Wars are sort of my um, two reference points for interstellar uh, spaceships. <laughs> They're rather um, elegant presentation of these things. Maybe not altogether truthful. Probably not. But, uh, you know, it's what we have to work with. So, yeah, that's uh, I was kind of thinking of all these, uh, these, these pictures, these drone shots. I mean, no wonder we can't see them because... They're, they're so tiny against the black backdrop, basically, right? All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. Hope you uh, 
got something from that. If you've never taught an English class, uh, there you go. You got the basic breakdown right there. Uh, now you know that my Chinese classes are ongoing, but uh, slow. Also, a new documentary for you to watch as well. It's Trafficked by Mariana Venzeller. I also have another idea for some classes I want to take, but I'll have to talk about that another time. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensearching.com. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.